Welcome to Elsieville. It's life in Elsieville, where we strive to inspire, empower a generation of its people. You gotta keep pushing hard, you gotta keep the faith, and believe in who you are, yeah. Welcome to Elsieville. Find your purpose and live it out. That's life in Elsieville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in into another episode of Life in Elsieville. Today, we're talking about elections, voting, and all that good stuff. I have a very honorable guest with me today sitting down to talk about this topic. Would you please introduce yourself? Uh, thank you, Elsie. My name is Yenka. I live here in Minnesota. I'm an accountant by profession. I got my MBA in finance some years ago, so I've been working as an accountant over the years. That's great to know. Uh, we are having a very important conversation today. You know, there's elections that are coming up just around the corner in November. Sure. Is voting important? And if so, why? Yeah, it is. Uh, Politics is important in any country. Uh, is the more important thing, and there is the without a good politics, you know, the country have no no shape or no formation. Uh, presently, now in the United States, the current state of politics right now, I think is the is the most important politics ever in the United States of America. You know, they've been having so many elections over the years, but this year is just special. Uh, because there are so many things at stake, and then everybody must vote, you know. Uh, there'll be so many campaigns out there, no matter the kind of political party you belong to, please go out, go vote, because your vote counts. You know, vote of two, vote of three can change the, I mean, the shape of any election. Wow, that's very interesting, because a lot of people, I guess, especially in my generation, uh, they don't see voting as something that is important, or we do believe that our votes don't count. So you're saying that each and every vote counts in the global standpoint? Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, uh, we are blessed in the United States right here. We are at least, you know, to some extent, you know, the, uh, the political system works very well. So, yeah, your vote counts. So go vote. And um, here in Minnesota, I think the early voting started uh, since last week or two weeks ago. So, yep, last so you Friday. Have, last yeah. Friday. So you have the opportunity now to go vote and uh, be rest assured and I can assure you that your vote will be count. Wow, okay. So you did mention, you know, the political climate that we're in right now and that this election is very important. Yep. So can you explain to me why? Because I do see a lot of people campaigning. I get text messages and letters all the time. You know, every time I go on social media, on any website, it's like, have you registered to vote? Are you voting? So why is this election in particular very important? Yeah, me, uh, as an immigrant, so I can speak for myself. And then I think one of the reasons why everybody is saying this is the most important election right now is like uh, there are so many people that don't want the current president in the White House anymore. So and then uh, according to the American politics, right, like uh, African-American vote is very powerful. Mm -hmm. And uh, anytime the 
uh, they are interested in voting, you know, the other side loses. So there have been so much campaign this time that go vote just to let everybody, all the African-American, the immigrant, if you can vote, they should go out, go vote. So because if we go out like that and everybody is on it, just like uh, what happened in 2008 when Barack Obama won the presidency, it's because everybody was energized, you know, the whole country was involved, all the African-American community were there. And then, so that's the same thing we want this time. So I'm sure if all of us are held this time to vote, uh, we are going to see the same thing that happened in 2008 repeat itself. And then we are going to achieve the aim of, you know. Wow. So we will make a difference if, if every one of us just get up and register, if you can, and go and out and vote. Yep. Wow, that's really cool. And, you know, uh, this, you know, you mentioned that we're, a lot of people are trying to get the current president out of office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For many different For reasons. For many different reasons. Right. Yeah. Especially if you watch the debate, you know, the other day, you're just like, mm, I don't know about this. Yeah. So what do you think is one of the biggest issues in our country, or in this country right now, that people should be aware of, especially when voting? All right. Uh, actually, uh, I'd I like to say this. Uh, politics is a beliefs. I mean, it's a belief, you know, uh, and everybody are entitled to their own beliefs. You know, that's politics. You know, I can be a Republican, you can be a Democrat, and we're in the same country and we should love ourselves. I don't have the right to force you to do my own, you know, to have my own beliefs as a politics, uh, politician or something. But, you know, there's always a time when you know, politics will become more and more heated and it's so important that everybody will like to bring their friends on board to come to their party, like to vote, like this time that we have right now. So there are so many issues at stake right now. Uh, in this country right now, coronavirus is, you know, is Definitely. over there. Nobody ever saw this coming. This time last year, it wasn't part of the problem in the society. You know, so the coronavirus is right there, and uh, many, many people in the country believe that the present administration has not handled mm -hmm. the coronavirus in the way they should handle it. Yeah. And that is why it has gotten out of hand. Mm -hmm. Right now, United States have over 200,000 people there. Wow. And um, um, a lot of people are saying, oh no, if administration has acted early, uh, this number wouldn't have gone to like 200,000. Mm -hmm. And then there was a leak audio that came out recently where president was saying, you know, that he really, he knew before, but he tried to downplay it, not mm -hmm. to let people be agitated or not to right. cause chaos in the country and stuff like that. And that thing got a lot of people angry. Right. Like if, for example, if uh, we have shut down the country in December 2019, or early January 2020, mm. we'll be able to contain this issue. Right. Then another problem is that the president never believed in it. <laughs> uh, then also, you know, uh, the, the scientists told us to wear the mask. The president said he doesn't like masks, you know. So that thing, there was a lot of confusion in the country. Right now, people don't even believe the CDC anymore. You yeah. know, like unlike before, when you go to their website, you believe anything you read there is 
that is it. Yeah. But now it, everything is so it's so messed up yeah. that you can't even believe what you read on CDC website anymore. So coronavirus is one of the problems also, and people have seen the way they handle it. They were like, oh, we need a better leadership. There is, there is definitely a lack of credibility in this administration and in a lot of things. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, in general. So, for the coronavirus, people don't even believe the administration. You know, right. the president was telling us to put, uh, to inject disinfectant into the body. <laughs> you know, they were telling us to take chloroquine. Some people were saying we shouldn't take chloroquine. So, that is on the ballot right now. It's an issue that is affecting the society right now. So, mm. A lot of people are so angry that, no, we're done with this administration. We got to vote for a better leader, you know, at least that's going to listen to the scientists, that's going to lead us forward, and people yeah. we can believe, yeah. you know. So uh, health care mm. is on the ballot. Yes. You know, uh, it's one of the issues in the society right now. Uh, for example, right now, the affordable care heart that was introduced during Obama administration they call it Obamacare. Mm -hmm. uh, this administration took it to the Supreme Court. Like they want to invalidate that, you know, that portion of the health care that oh we don't want it. Right. Uh, we're going to give another one. But if you watch the debate two days ago, that issue came up, and the other guy, I mean the other, uh, the Democratic nominee was saying over. I don't know the number actually, but millions of people mm -hmm. already hook up to this affordable, affordable care, care. heart. Yeah. So if you're going to repeal and cancel this one, that means a lot of people are going to lose their health care. Some of them have a pre-existing condition. That means they're going to die or something's going to happen to them. And a health care bill is not something that you can just wake up and just make up another one. It's right. going to take a while. Right. So you mean you want to uh, repeal this one that's going to take you time to bring another one on board. And the moderator two days ago was asking the president in that during the debate that you've promised the Americans a new health care for the past how many years? Four? four years. Almost yeah. four years. Yeah. So where is it? Right. He doesn't have it, and he said he's going to produce it. So, yeah, so that's one of the uh, the problems affecting the society right now. So that is on the ballot, mm. and people are going to vote based on that. Mm. There are a lot of people, that is their main goal, why they are voting. Because if you are sick and the only health care you have right now is Obama Obamacare, you are going to make sure you protect that yeah. so that you can be covered, right? Right, right. So, yeah, we have climate change. Mm. That's another problem that right now. people don't believe exists. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's a big problem in the society right now, and it's affecting the whole world. It's affecting the whole world, and then uh, a lot of people are going to vote because of that. Mm. I'm telling you. Uh, if you, I don't know if you've been watching the news now, you see the fire yes, happening all around in California. Yeah. You understand? Mm. That's a big issue. You know, and uh, the current administration doesn't believe in climate change. They right. tell you it's a hoax, right? Right. But everybody believes this thing is real. You know, and uh, I'm telling you, across the state, this thing has been affecting the state budget also. Mm. Uh, in Florida, in Miami, Florida right now, the I mean, the governor, they have to put up like over like almost $500 million. 
you know, to work on the maybe the sea level or whatever, oh, whatever. The flooding like, yeah, the happening. flooding or something or something. So other states too, they have the same problem. Yeah. So this thing is real, but you know, we have our current administration that just dodge away from me. I don't know why, but mm. I know everybody always have interest. So yeah, it's affecting the society right now. That is on the ballot. Yeah. People are going to vote based on that. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of people that is their mingle. Yeah, we have immigration. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big one. Oh yeah, that's a big one. Immigration is right there. Uh and then a lot of people too that's their main concern. Uh recently I met uh, one of these dreamer. Mm-hmm. He's like he came from South America. No, I was talking to this guy. He's been in the country for 20 years. Okay. You know, they brought him here when it was about three years. Right. Uh, so he never knew what happened, right? The parent brought him right. in. He's just an innocent guy. Yeah. And he was telling me he moved from maybe from Florida or whatever to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And this guy said, for the past 20 years, he, have, he doesn't have a bank account. And oh, I wow. Said, I said, why? Yeah, he said, he doesn't have a status. Wow. So I said, oh, what really happened? So he told me the story and he was crying, you know, like, wow. you know, the problem they had, you know, they brought them into the country when they were young. And then, mm. so you see, there are a lot of people like that. Uh, many of these kids went to school here. I'm sure you went to school with some of them. Yeah. They are brilliant, you know, they want to stay in the country. Yeah, this is the only they country they, they want to work. This yeah. is the only country they know. Yes. You understand, but yes. right now the current administration we have said, "Oh, nah, they got to cancel that. They yeah. got to go back to where they came from." So it's not one of the biggest issues in the society right now that is affecting all the immigrant community. Mm-hmm. Uh, United States have a lo- over f- maybe forty million immigrants here, right. and then each and every one of them have one uh, one family somewhere that have this issue and yeah. stuff like that. Like wow. uh, for the past three years that this current administration has been there, the Congress has passed over 750 legislature, mm. you know, concerning immigration. Alone. Alone. Wow. You know, so they expect, you know, you have to pass through the Congress to yeah. Senate, so yeah. they send it to approve it, but they're not going to do it. They just sat on it, you mm. know, like, you know. So I understand, you know, the country need a strong border, like the president said, you yeah. know. But this is my own take on it. You know, the over the years, uh, we've had so many presidents, right? Right. There is a way each and every one of them have been handling the immigration, immigration thing. Yes. Uh, all of us, we came from somewhere, and we all knew that America immigration is very tough. We mm. know that from time. Right. So uh, what people are saying now is that the way this administration is handling it and making it look like they are the only one that is talking about immigration. No, all every past president I've talked about immigration, have they've done something without making it look like all the immigrants here are criminals or mm. bad people, right. or, you know. So yeah, immigration is on the ballot right now. It's another issue. So and then criminal justice reform. Mm. Yeah, or past summer. That's. Yeah. yeah, that one also is a big deal, you know. Uh, recently, I stumbled on an article what's saying that the uh, United States of America have maybe over 3,000 inmates, I mean 3 million, sorry, mm. uh, inmates, right? And they realized that they spend more money keeping mm. them there. Yeah. 
you know. So um, there are a lot of people that they are there for lesser charges or something like that. So that they've been working. I mean, the current administration really did something good. You know, mm-hmm. they signed into law something that would bring some of them out and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, some governors already trying to help those people as they come out. They give them job, you know, they give them job. Uh, I, I saw something today on the news where uh, Minnesota is passing the seal my record, uh-huh. help me seal my record or something like that, where if you are like a nonviolent offender and you've been out for, you know, a few years or your good behavior and stuff like that, you can help seal your record so you can get a job, you can get an apartment and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think that's good. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And, then, and some of them want to vote. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. In the past years, I don't think they allow them to do that. You know, I don't know if you saw it on the on the news last week. Uh, Mike Bloomberg. You know, you know him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> I think he's trying to uh, build a lot of some of them out in Florida or something like that. You know, when they come out, maybe there's a levy they need to pay. Yeah. They need a way to clear their record so that they right. can vote. Right. So it's trying to do that for about 30,000 of them in Florida so oh, they can vote, wow. you know, and that doesn't look well on the side of Democrat. I mean, right. sorry, Republican. Right. And they have to kick against that. But, I mean, it's a good thing, you know. I know they went to prison for something when they come out. They, they've served their time. You know, they right. should be mm-hmm. a real citizen of the country and they should have the right to do mm-hmm. the right thing. Yeah. yeah, so that is on the ballot also. So if you are... If you have a family, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, that have that kind of problem, that's going to be your own concern. Right. You know, a lot of African-American community, they are really, yes. really into that. Then election security mm. is another so stealing thing. Stealing people's oh, votes yeah, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's not even the stealing of votes. You know, election security is the main problem in the society right now. In 2016, you know, it's... Uh, it was documented that uh, Russia intervened in the <laughs> United States election. Right. And, you know, they hack or they do whatever. They hack the email of uh, Democratic uh, Party, yeah. something, you know, there was so many, so many things that were released and the wiki, Wikipedia, I mean, right, wiki, yeah. WikiLeaks and WikiLeak, stuff. Yeah. Like. So, yeah, so many stuff. So, right now, there are a lot of people that are really, really concerned that maybe the same thing is going to happen. Mm. You know, because it was after the 2016 election, they realized that, oh, Facebook, uh, they use Facebook and Facebook to sell out disinformation to the society. And Facebook never knew when those people were doing it. They just thought, oh, yeah, they are part of us. Meanwhile, you don't uh, think Facebook knew? I mean, that was what the guy came and, you know, Uh, it was when the Mueller investigation started. Uh uh-huh, that was when I think it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that time, because that was the first time, I think, that the country was experiencing something like that. Mm. So they never took it serious, right? And those guys are buying adverts from Russia, from outside the country, yeah. and was putting disinformation out there. Mm-hmm. And people were consuming that thing seriously. Yep, that's a lot of people were, Yeah, a lot of people were changing their mind on yep. who to vote for. And there was so much hatred yeah. in the atmosphere. And so right now, it's another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've met a lot of people this time. They were like, oh, you know what? Uh, any party, any political party that is going to 
align with any country that's going to intervene in this election, I'm not going to vote for them. Mm. I will vote for a political party that believes that our election should be free and fair, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that's, that's a big deal. There are a lot of people, that, that is their own focus. That is so crazy to think about because when you think about like these interference of elections, you think of like third world countries like, you know, Countries in Africa, like where you uh, the colonizers, like for my country, for example, you think of how France will interfere with our elections, but you don't think that in the U.S., who's which is like one of the biggest countries, yeah. more powerful countries, you yep. don't think that will happen. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was how that was how things were before yeah. 2016. Right. You were right. You know, uh, all of us always. Oh yeah, we see United States as. The only place where election democracy works. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Until 2016. <laughs> then then everything changed yeah. when Trump became, wanted to become the president, and yeah. that was, he allowed a lot of people to intervene because he, uh, he wanted to win at all costs. Mm-hmm. And then that thing started, and now, up to now, we are still battling with it. Yeah. And right now, it's like, they want to start all over again. Yeah, there's this, there's this uh, documentary movie-ish on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's called The Social Dilemma. Yep. Yeah, that is a really, really good, you know, like social media uh, film to watch if you really want to learn what's going thing. on. That yeah. thing, that, I mean, that, I've seen a lot of people that watch that yeah. show yeah. and after they watch it, they disable their social Facebook, media account. exactly, because it's crazy they, what happens. Yeah, they don't want to have anything to do with social media anymore. Yes. I've seen a lot of people, they have to take their children's phone and disable all the apps right there mm-hmm. because I, I know the show you're talking about, yeah. I've, I've watched it twice. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it makes you believe how this social media industry has you know manipulated our mind yes. and then they were using us for just for capital gain exactly you know, so yeah and if you think about it we spend so much time on social media yeah. on our phones so yeah. it's completely accurate i have to like check myself like everybody why am i looking at this yeah, yeah everybody so. yeah yeah and then yeah there have been so many there have been so many theory, i mean so many research being done right yeah. now Concerning how the the social media, how we get glued to our phone, mm-hmm. we don't want to put it down. How that thing has been affecting our, I don't know, you know. Yeah. And it's even crazier for like younger generation because yep. at least you know, with us, we learned the other side when we didn't have a lot of social media, when we didn't have a lot of you know, like all the Facebook, all the we we weren't glued to our phones. Now we are, but this new generation. They don't know the other side. They only know the social media. They only know the Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all those things. So yep. it's crazy that, you know, that's what we're consuming. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that one is there. So election security is, is another thing that is, is a big issue in the society right now. And that one, too, is on the ballot. Mm. So a lot of people are going to vote based on that. Then the housing, you know, the, mm. yeah, the, if you check right now, the, uh, the out to own a house, to rent a house, to it's very expensive, yeah. you know, right now. And uh, compared to your income, mm. you know, your some people they are what they are earning has been the same thing for the past five years. Yeah. But that apartment where you're living, the you know, every year when you renew your 
whatever, you know, the price goes up, right? So that one has been there. And then a lot of people have been, you know, talking to the government to do something about that. Uh, maybe they are going to do something about the pay rise so that mm. they can, they will be able to match up with what they are earning. Like wow. virtually every citizen of this country, uh, 50% or 30% of their income before you know it goes to like rent and everything oh, you wow. need to that's, do. That's a lot. And you don't even have much to save. Right. You know, like rent is, is a big deal. Right. right now, the housing is so expensive to own a one, right? Mm. Around here now, you know, like houses are going for like 600, 700, 800 to buy one. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. that's a big deal right now. A lot of people, they were looking for a political party that's going to promise them, like, they're going to do something about this thing, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, once we take office in 2021, we're going to, you know, address this housing issue and mm -hmm. there's going to be, you know, amendment or something or the right. bill passed that's going to make sure that comes down or your pay goes up, you make more money and stuff like that. So, so who, who's benefiting from, like, because clearly if we're working and we're earning the same you know, raise like our wage in five years, and then the price of our living keeps going up, but we're still earning the same. Then who, where is the money going to? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you're a landlord, you'll be happy, right? right. Uh, and so the landlords are smiling to the bank all the time, mm. and then here you are, you you are still on that same position, right. you know, at your place of work, right. and then. So it's not even it's not even like the uh, housing authority or the government is raising taxes and raising. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that is there, and that's what okay. I told you. Like many people are waiting for the political party mm -hmm. that's going to promise them, like maybe they're going to do something on. Maybe giving them a tax break okay. for them to bring down the house rent right, or right. bring down the rent or bring down the cost of the house right. okay. or something. For example, uh, during the COVID-19, uh, like in March, yep. April and whatever, uh, you know, a lot of people were saying so many things that make sense that mm -hmm. they expect like most of the landlord to say, you know what, first two months rent, you know, don't worry about Don't it. Don't worry about it. Right. But they were surprised that despite that during that time, they were still asking for the rent. Mm -hmm. And don't be surprised. All these people, all these, your landlord or yeah. your the apartment company, mm -hmm. they all got the PP, whatever, yeah, PPP loans, PPP loans yeah. and everything like yeah. that. And to yet they out. are still taking, you know, yeah. rent from people. So a lot of people like... During that time, they already made up their mind who they are going to vote for. Mm, you know, like, based on this. based on that, because I, have people talking to me like, this administration did not put more, um, more stuff in place to make sure the landlord or the apartment company do something about forgiving rent for yeah. people and stuff like that. Yeah. Everybody still paid their rent yeah, just sure. the way it was yeah, before yeah. coronavirus. Yeah. Even though people are not working anymore. People are not working. Yeah. People lost their jobs yeah. and everything. You know, I, I saw an apartment uh, letter that they sent to some people and 
here. So they send it, they say, you know what, uh, we know that the coronavirus, blah, 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 is going out this time. Uh, let us know how we can help you. Mm. So when you read that, you thought maybe if you go to them, they're going to let you. Yeah. But when you go to them, they say, yeah, you know, uh, there is this website that we can give <laughs> you. Uh, so that you can apply for unemployment benefits oh, and wow. stuff like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know so they're just redirecting yeah, you to another. Yeah, they're just redirecting you, giving you information yeah. that you know what there's a place where you can get our money for us. Yeah. So go get it and go pay get. us. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you know? So you see, a lot of people get angry, you know, on mm -hmm. that, and they already made up their mind that you know what I know what I'm going to do. I uh, will vote for, and right now if you watch the debate, mm -hmm. you discover that each political party already picked all these issues. Mm -hmm. And they were addressing it directly. Yeah. And For the most part. For the most part. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that is on the ballot. So, then another thing um, is drugs and addiction. Mm. You know, that's a big deal. Yeah. You know. Uh, All right. Yeah, the, the next thing I'm going to talk about, part of the issue in the society right now, it's uh, drugs and addiction. Uh, you know, every every family, you know, they are taking this thing very seriously because if you have a child or you have a family member uh, that is involved in this problem, it's mm -hmm. not a good thing to talk about at all. It's mm -hmm. always a problem for every family. Right. So, yeah, it's a big problem in the society and everyone is listening to any political party that's going to address that thing mm. and they're going to pump in more money on how to help the society, the younger one, not to get involved in all these things. Yeah. To prevent. Uh, to prevent yeah. it. And, yeah. you know, like, according to the National Survey on Drugs Use and Health, you know, mm -hmm. 19.7 American adults, 90.7 million, sorry, mm -hmm. American adults are battling with a substance, you wow, know, abuse, you know, 19.7 million. Yeah. That's a lot, you know. So, so at least one person you know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, just like one person you know. So almost 74% of adults suffering from a substance use disorder in 2017. Mm. So 74%. Wow. So that's pretty high. Uh, so yeah, this the government need to work more mm. to bring this number down, you know, and uh, they know how to do it. You know, they just need to get serious. You know, they have they have hands, they are professionals, mm -hmm. you know. The the resources is there. It's just for them to take it serious and channel the resources to where it's supposed to go and do the right thing. Do the right thing. So right now people are listening, you mm -hmm. know, to that political party that's gonna say, you know what? Uh come twenty twenty one when we take the office, we are going to make sure we address this issue, we address I mean that particular thing that matters to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would like to talk about the unemployment uh, workforce. Uh, right now, I mean, everybody in any country, their main goal is to have their daily income, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you want to go out, go do your job, you get your money, you pay your rent, you do the normal thing for your family. Uh, since uh, coronavirus started, mm -hmm. the unemployment rate in the United States is like, at skyrocketed, right? right? It's so high right now. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Right. Uh, so right now, 
that is a big deal to a lot of people. In fact, this should be the first point, right? Right. But yeah, I purposely just put it to this uh, line. Uh, just was it yesterday? This link was like, oh, they're going to fire like twenty-eight thousand staff. Wow, Disney? you know, yeah, wow. in in Florida, right? Right. So then today, uh, two of the biggest hairline industry in the country say, yo, they're going to lay off a lot of staffs. Mm. You know, was that American? Yeah, American hairline. Yeah, I mean that's that was something. on the news. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, I was reading also. During the day, and the H&M designer was like, oh, yeah, we're going to close like 250 stores. Oh, wow. And each of the stores, you know how many staffs that works there. Right. So the unemployment rate keep going up. You mm. know, the recession has affected so many business. Mm. And then uh, people have lost their job and everything. And so everybody is listening mm. to any political party or a candidate that's going to address that issue that no how to do it. Mm. You see, one of the reasons why a lot of people were talking about Democrat this time, you understand, um, is because, you know, Biden was with Obama in right. 2008, right? Right. When the country was in a big recession. Right. And he was the vice president. When Obama became the president, mm -hmm. they fixed that recession. The country became better. People have their jobs. Everything works. Some people don't think they fixed it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 I mean, that's yeah. what I said. Political is a belief, you yeah, know. Like, yeah. if you believe it, you believe it. If you don't believe it, you don't believe it. Right. But everybody can see what mm. happened before Obama became the president in 2008. The country was in big recession. Right. Uh -huh. So he won. He was the, Obama won. He was the vice president. He was there. They bailed out the motor industries and everything started working and stuff like that. So many people believe, like, right now we're in recession, and if I vote Biden, he's going to do it the way they did it in with 2009 Obama. here with Obama. Mm. And this guy has been tested before. Right. And that's why a lot of people are voting that. So that is on the ballot. Right. You understand? So, like, so yeah, it makes sense to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So people vote with their conscience. Right. You know, what matters to them. Right. So, yeah. Then another thing is about the workforce. You understand? You know, in 2013, Barack Obama proposed uh, the raising the federal minimum wage, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And he said, "Oh yeah, we should take this thing to like nine dollars." Right. You know, understand? Because it's at like seven dollars, right? Yeah, it's seven point five. I mean, seven point twenty-five dollars. Yeah. That is, I mean, I mean, seven dollar twenty-five cents. Right, Sorry, yeah. yeah. So uh, he said, "Yeah, we should take it to nine dollars an hour." And then, then uh, the Republicans are no, 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 we can't do that. I remember the Speaker of the House then was uh, John Banner. Right. And I remember this guy said something that was so profound. And he said, when you raise the price of an unemployment, guess what happens? You get less of it. When you raise the price of unemployment, you get less of it. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, that's logical to them. Right. You know, and a lot of people share that beliefs that you don't, just raise the price of an of employment, then right. you won't get a good value when it's too it doesn't make sense, right? Right. right. Uh, every employee wants a raise. Right. Then you'll be happy to do more. Mm. But there are a lot of corporate entities somewhere that believe that no, don't give more money because they'll pay more wages, right? To right. people. Right. And that was how that thing became a big problem. 
Wow. Uh, if you go watch 2013 State of the Union that Obama did, mm -hmm. it's on YouTube. Very classic. He addressed that thing there that we should raise this thing to $15, you know, like uh, mm -hmm. it's going to be okay for people and they kick against it. <laughs> it's not going to work and blah, 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 blah. Right now, as of today, I think Minnesota has tried, they've increased it. Yeah. It's like $9 something, right? right? Yeah. Uh, there are some states that have increased it to like $15, mm -hmm. like in New York, you know, Manchester, like uh, in and near uh, Chicago. Mm -hmm. Uh, a couple of states have increased it to $15 okay. uh, because they believe employees should earn more. And, and if you talk to all those people working in those states, uh, they are happy. You know, but isn't the cost of living also a little higher? Yeah, it might be higher. Yeah. You know, yeah, in those areas, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, what about they don't increase it to $15? Right. They still, <laughs> yeah. I mean, struggling. the cost of the cost of living will still go higher. Yeah. And they have to pay for it. Right. You understand? Right now in Wisconsin, they still pay them seven dollar twenty five cent. Mm. And now Minnesota is paying nine dollar, yeah. nine dollar something, nine dollar yeah, something. I can't remember. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So, do you want to tell me that the cost of living in Wisconsin and Minnesota is not almost the same thing? Right. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So people here are happier, I mean, in court, right. compared to the employee over there. Because when you hear that, oh, just then your neighbor right there pay this and we can get that. Right. So that's a, big, that's a big issue. And that one is one of the issues in the society right now because of the current recession in the country. A lot of people have lost their job. Mm. You know, people want more raise. Yeah. And they were listening right now to the candidate. They're going to address that. They're going to address the the workforce, the pay rate, and have a solution. Yeah. And they go to vote based on that. Right. You know. Yeah. So yeah. So that's what I have for the issues in the society right now. Yeah. That I mean, I didn't think about all those things, but you're right. All those things literally affect the way of life to mm -hmm. each and every person. You know, especially healthcare. And one of the things we didn't mention was education. That too was, you know, is very, because uh. even now, like for people to go back to school, should they go back to school? Should they not go back to yep. school? You know, yeah. all these things. Yeah, so schooling what are online, learning? people are right. not used to that. Right. You know, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So, so what are people learning? That's a huge um, thing too on the ballot that people will consider. Yep. So what I got from this is that people vote based on the issues that affect them directly. Yep, yep. So if you are going out to vote, you should evaluate, you know, what um, am I looking forward to in a candidate? Yep. Which candidate address my issue? Right. And which candidate do I trust? Because one thing about politicians is that they can tell you what you love to hear. Right. You understand. But there is one you have tested and it has failed you. You know, <laughs> there is one that you know you know, in your gut that it can be trusted, right? Right. So that is, that's what a lot of people were looking for right now. They were like, oh, yeah, uh, this one just tell me it's going to give me something, but I don't trust him, not going to do it. Mm. He just want to get his way out. But this one said it's going to do it. And, yeah, he has said it before and he has done it. And I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. And that's what is happening right now. Yeah. So and that is why the Democratic Party, they 
they insisted that, oh, yeah, they got to go for Biden because it has been tested before. Mm, okay. You understand? So they know him. You know, mm. he has worked in the government. He was a vice president for eight years. Yep. So they see what he has done. Right. You know, and that's what they are using right now against the current administration. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that that is what makes this whole thing tricky because if you believe, you know, if I'm voting based on my values and how everything affects me and you're voting the opposite based on your values and everything affects you, then it just becomes like, you know, so that's why I think it's also good to considerate other people. Like, you know, consider, wow, consider it. To consider other people, you know, when you are making decisions like that because you might be in a better place than yep. the average, you know. Mm -hmm. Like based on of the list that you said, I might be, you know, someone who doesn't worry about unemployment, who doesn't have anybody who's incarcerated, whose health care is, you know, taken care of, mm -hmm. you know, whose education is taken care of. So all these issues don't really affect me. So when I'm voting, I'm like, oh, who do I like? Who don't I like, you know? So that's why it's important to consider other people as well and not to selfishly vote, you know, for yourself alone, mm -hmm. but also consider the masses. Yep. How can other people in my society that I, I live benefit, with benefit? Yeah. Exactly. So. so as we mentioned, there is a lot of factors that affect the way that we vote and okay. the candidates that we vote for. And uh, we are both Christians and we believe in God. So religion is a big part of our lives as well. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask this question. Should Christians be involved in politics and in voting? Okay. Why or why not? Yeah. I mean, uh, if, you want, if you want to change a static, I mean, static or something you don't like, if you want to change the society for you, you got to get involved. And yeah, like uh, one of the politicians would say, yeah, if you don't like what we do, then go for, go run for an office. Right. So if you can run for an office and you win, then you come in there and pass your bill for what you believe that should be done. So don't just stay there and be complaining or abusing a politician. Yeah, a Christian should get involved if you know that, oh, you don't like what they are doing there, well, go run for an office. It's hoping, yeah. right? Yeah. If you, once you know you qualify, you run for it. Then if you win the election, when you get there, do the right thing that you think it should be done. Mm. So yeah, many people don't believe that a Christian should run for an office, but yeah, it's very important they should. Yeah, which which doesn't make sense to me because we are called to be like. In part of all of the world we and make a difference in every area. So why do you think politics is any, you know, any less than any other area? So yeah, I think one of the reasons why many Christians don't like to go into politics, uh, which uh, I've seen over the years, I've heard some people talking about it, is because uh, politics is, the, is a dairy game, right? Right, and the Christian believe is like, oh, you gotta do things right, and you know, you mustn't lie, right? So they don't want to compromise. You their don't want to compromise your Christian values yeah. and your faith or stuff like that. That's one of the reasons why many Christians stay back over the years. Yeah. Uh, for the same reason, the politics has gotten so rotten that right. it's not affecting the Christian too. Yeah. So yeah, but what I tell people is this. Uh, you should do it as a Christian. You should run for an office. 
But what you will do is make sure you still keep your value and do the right thing when you get there. Right. But over the years, I've seen a lot of Christians that you know that they are good Christians. Mm. As soon as they join the politics, they then become they, something else. Right. So you see, that is the problem. And other Christians are watching, and they don't want to make the same mistake. Right. And that's why they don't want to go there. But if you don't go there as a Christian, then how do we change the society? We are not yeah. making any impact. Yeah. Because the only way to make impact, I mean, one of the ways to make impact is to be part of the politics, right? Yeah, yeah. And be, maybe you are in the house or in the Senate yeah. or something, you're a governor. Or yeah. you're Even on the city. local level, you know, it can be a mayor. Yeah, you can be, any, I mean, there are so oh, many offices, council, yeah. you know, to contest for. And, and so, yeah, Christians should be part of it. To me, you should be part of it. But make sure once you are there, you do the right thing. You keep your integrity. You have to keep your integrity <laughs> and, your and do that thing and speak truth to power. Yep. And don't don't be compromised. No. So yeah, so then based on that answer as well, should churches as a church, you know, take a stand on or endorse a specific candidate? Uh, that one I don't believe. I would okay. say no. Uh let me tell you uh, my beliefs on that. Uh, politics is a very complicated thing. Right. Uh, I'm not a politician, but I've followed politics for years, uh, both in Africa and this place, and I see what has been going on. And uh, No church should endorse a candidate. Mm. You understand? This is the reason. If you watch any church congregation, there are different people sitting down there. Right. You understand? The pastor of a church, in his mind have a political party in love. Right. You understand? The pastor's wife have her own candidate in her mind. Mm. Then there comes this congregation, let's say 1,000 people, mm -hmm. worshiping the church right. every Sunday. Each of them have a political party they want to follow or they are following or the candidate they want to vote for. Right. You understand? So now, pastor coming out, endorsing a candidate in his own mind, like he got to vote for these people. Right. These have been the main problem of most churches in Africa. Mm. I'm going to tell you, because they do that and it backfires. Mm. And right now, that's why churches are not respected in that country. Wow. So if you want the church to still have the respect in the society, keep the politics away. From the pulpit, I'm mm. not saying the church should not get involved. Right. There is a way to get involved. You can support them. Right. There is a way you can support the candidate without coming to your pulpit where you preach the word of God and announce to this, the congregation that it's like you are forcing one person on 1,000 people. Right. It doesn't make sense. You know, everybody have the right to choose the candidate they want to. Mm -hmm. In that congregation, there are Republicans. In that congregation, there are Democrats. In that same congregation, there are independent. Mm. In that congregation, there are undecided voters right. that they don't belong to any party. They are just watching what is going on in the society before they make up their mind. So you now bringing out a candidate as a pastor because they know they respect you, because they know they listen to you, and, and you now have say, influence. yeah, yeah, this is our candidate. No, don't do that. And that's one thing I respect this country for. Uh, if you watch very well, mm -hmm. you hardly see 
any leading pastor in this country endorsing a candidate. Right. And that doesn't mean they are not getting involved in politics. Right. So they are doing the right thing. That's the way I love it. Mm. And to the other part, I was telling you that any child that get involved, it backfires. Right. Right now, I can tell you categorically, the American evangelical is divided into two mm. or into different groups, which has never happened before. They are always one. They are united right. for years. Right. Okay, why are they divided now? Because, you know, the evangelical always endorses Republican mm. Party, right? right? And now, when the current president became the president, right? And he, yeah, he started doing his things. And so many good Christians in the evangelicals were like, this guy doesn't stand for the values I believe. Mm. So they were like, we're going to speak up. Right. And the other evangelical were like, no, we always support the Republican. Republican. You can't speak up. <laughs> so yeah, so a lot of things that they cutting out and say no. So there are a lot of pastors coming out speaking against him. Mm. As soon as they speak against him, the other ones are now kicking against the pastor, any pastor that speak against him. Wow. So, so so the evangelical is divided. Wow. Because they are making that mistake of endorsing like a you can support a specific, a specific candidate. Mm. And especially if your candidate messes up, it rubs on you as a church. You understand? So that's why me, I don't believe like a church who endorse a candidate. There is a way to support a candidate without not endorsing him. You know, there are so many ways you can do that and and through the back door and stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah. And I, I really believe all this is also a personal responsibility. If you belong to you know, a place of worship or a church that you think, you know, is endorsing or is wrong in their political ways. Like, you have a personal relationship with God. That should be enough for you to discern what is right and what is yep. wrong and, you know, move accordingly. Yep. So a lot of times I think people just, like, get stuck in being part of the church that they forget that, okay, what is God telling me that is right? What is right according to the Bible, yep. according to the values that, you know, I know. I stand for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, this has been a really great conversation. And let's round up. I want to ask this last question. What advice do you have to people who don't really care for politics or who don't really know how to get involved? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's an important thing. Uh, just like the way I started, I told you that politics, we, I mean, we're in the democratic era right now. So which makes politics an important thing, you know, because Democrat people have to, I mean, democracy people have to vote. Yep. Uh-huh. So <laughs> without that, you have no government. Mm. So it's an important thing. And every youth should get involved. I think here in the United States, all you need to just be 21 years. To be registered for an office, 18, right? Oh, to be registered for office or to vote? No, to be registered for an office, oh, to okay. run for an office. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, to run for an office, I think, just got to be 21. Mm-hmm. And but to vote, you can be 18. No, to vote, yeah, you got to be 18. Mm-hmm. So okay. to run for an office, that's what I wanted to say. You have to be 21. Then you should, the city where you live, you can run for some local council mm-hmm. offices, a lot of small, small offices that you can you know, run for and yeah. get involved. Yeah. 
like you now, where you live, you can go check it out and mm. run for one office and you'll be surprised. You go to win the election. <laughs> uh, see what happened in the Somali community like uh, two years ago, how many years ago, the Ohana Omar just... Uh, now she's a congresswoman. Yeah. She just changed the history, right? Right. And she could do that because she got involved. I right. mean, she ran for a small office and people got to know and then she applied for the bigger one. Right. And so, yeah, so people need to get involved in politics because we are in a democracy section mm. and the only thing is we got to vote. Yeah. And also you can, you can volunteer or you know the different a different oh party yeah that yeah I mean that being said you know like there are so many other ways you mm -hmm. can get involved mm -hmm. I should have addressed that there are so many other ways if you don't want to be a Running, candidate yep. you know you can support a <laughs> candidate right you know you can volunteer you know to campaign for them to uh, write for them mm -hmm. there are so many things you can do for them there are uh, like right now, I for this election, yeah. I got involved a little bit. You know, there's this uh, project action group. There are a lot of action group right there mm -hmm. for the political party that I believe in, that you believe in. So yeah. you can register and, yeah. you know, help them out. If you're a Republican, uh, president was in Duluth yesterday right. here in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you believe in that party... There are a lot of people that travel from the city to Duluth, yeah. you know, to help out yeah. and do so many stuff. So that's how to get involved because we just got to get involved. Yeah, you that's know? the so main point. That's yeah, the you main have, point. You, have, you to have to get involved, you know, at your own level. Yeah. You know, uh, there are, I mean, if you have the money, you can donate to them. You can, I mean, online on your you know, your social media handle, you can put them there. Yeah. There's so many things, there's so many ways you can be part of it. Yeah, so basically, there is like no reason for you not to get involved at all. No reason. Because if you think about it, laws that we make now or things that are happening now really affect our living and our future yep. and our future generation. Yep. So we have the opportunity now to make a difference. Yep. Right. So no matter what you believe in, you do have to take a stand and you have to get involved. Yep. So especially if you're a Christian, also pray about it. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah pray about it, yes. you know, as a Christian. But, you know, like in general, you know, people yeah. don't like you to start bringing that, you know, that to, I mean, to the political scene or whatever. Right. But since that's what you believe, prayer works, right? Prayer you know, definitely to, yeah. works, yeah. So, yeah, for your candidate and for yourself, you want to run for an office, you know, you can pray for that direction, you know. Yeah whether you should go for it or not and right. stuff like that. So, Good, good. I really enjoyed this conversation. I learned a lot. Um, and one last thing I do want to talk about or just want to mention is that it is very important to get yourself educated mm -hmm. so you can learn about what is going on, what is on the ballot, yep. so that when you go to vote, you yep. make a you know reasonable, educated choice in your voting so yeah, you're not just going why, ignorant yeah that is why i have those points and yes. I mean, written down i say okay yeah if you can go through all those points yeah. you're going to find one right that matters to you yeah. so from that you can look at those candidates you know that you want to vote for which one is addressing my issue you know yeah. which one is really serious about this thing 
apart from that, which one is going to do it? Exactly. Uh-huh. So because they, I mean, they have sweet mouths, some of them sometimes, <laughs> right. you know. Right. So, yeah. So. so, yeah, definitely take it upon yourself as a personal responsibility to do your research and get involved. And, you know, you can if you can vote, please do, because your vote does matter. Yep. Your vote really matters. All right. So we are at the end of our session today. So I really appreciate this conversation that we have today. I feel like I have one more thing to say, but I keep forgetting. So it doesn't matter anymore. All right. Thank <laughs> but you. I, yeah. Thank you for yeah. joining me. Oh, I think the last thing I wanted to say is in Minnesota, you can go vote early yep. at your precinct. Yep. You know, since the 18th of September. So between now and November 2nd, you can go ahead and vote early in person yep. if you don't trust the mail-in ballots yep. because of other things that's happening. So Please go vote. Yeah, yeah it's important. Even though you, you can vote yeah. now, is the right time now to go out, go do it. Go do it before November 12th because that yes. day it can be crowded, you know. Hectic. Hectic so that uh, you won't be be on the line for a longer time yeah. or something. So if you go now, just, uh, yeah, within one hour, 45 minutes, you're done. Yep. You know, just go do it. Good. So go vote, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Life in Elseville. Thank you so much, Inka, for joining me on this episode. Thank you for You really me. dropped some gems, you know. I feel like I know way more than I came in here. So I really appreciate you. And guys, if you have any questions, you can always address it to me. And we will. I will pass it on. We will answer all of them for you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life in Elseville. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any feedback, please don't hesitate to send them to me. You can follow me on Instagram at Elseville underscore. That is E-L-S-I-E-V-I-L-L-E underscore. Until next time, think positively, plan strategically, move intentionally, and live purposefully. God bless you.